Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hello again. Thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you with us. You know, we interview so many different types of advisors to bring you tips, ideas, and precautions. Uh, I stopped counting at a thousand interviews, but today we have a special treat. We have Jennifer Ferguson is going to be joining us from Oasis Outsourcing. Uh, They're a professional employer consultant. And their business uh, helps reduce liability and stabilize labor costs for business owners. And we're going to talk about how a PEO can empower your business to accelerate growth and and profitability. So, Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Bill. It's great to be here. It's my pleasure. Uh, You know, one of the ways we like to get started, Jennifer, is just to kind of hear a little bit about you and your background and how you got into this, the world of uh, Oasis Outsourcing. Can, what can you tell us? No problem at all. Um, so it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I started my first, the first part of my career in the equipment leasing industry uh, back in 2004, just straight out of college. At the time, I was helping mid-market companies with obtaining financing for capital equipment for growing companies. Um, about eight years into the business, there was an account over in the North Carolina area that happened to be a PEO, that I was trying to get in with for several years and was ready to give up. But after a little bit more persistence, I was able to talk to the new CFO, and he ended up um, you know, working with me for several you know, types of equipment financing transactions, and that was my first exposure to the PEO market. So we ended up doing business for about five years, and again, I, I really knew nothing about what a PEO was. I didn't even know what the acronym stood for. And when I went to make a career change um, back in 2009, I reached out to him, and they were looking to establish a sales team out here on the West Coast, and I was actually one of the first sales reps uh, for that PEO back then. So that's where I spent the next two and a half years learning about the PEO industry and gaining um, understanding the competitive landscape. And then I went to work at ADP for a couple of years as well in their PEO, alongside their PEO division until 2014. And then I started at Oasis in 2015 and have since really enjoyed um, a wonderful career here, love the culture, love the services that we provide to our clients, and it's just been a lot of fun. So what's been great about the background in the equipment leasing side is that my finance background and working with CFOs and business owners really helped pave the way for me to understand the challenges that an owner faces when they're trying to grow their business. And um, it also helped me understand the insurance and risk mitigation strategy that a PEO can offer. So let's go back to um, the, the acronym PEO. For our listeners that aren't familiar with that term, what does PEO mean? 
Perfect. Well, thank you for asking. Um, you know, I, I often like to stay away from the acronym PEO because it stands for Professional Employer Organization, and mm-hmm. I, I, I would venture to guess that most people still don't even know what that means. Um, but really what a PEO does is the PEO becomes the employer of record handling the administrative aspects of a business. So items like payroll, and compliance, HR, insurances, we're all providing all those services under a single solution. And we actually enter into a co-employment relationship with the client where the client, again, again becomes the worksite employer and is able to leverage our purchasing power in the insurance market. So for areas like workers' compensation, health insurance, 401K, employment practice, practices liability insurance, they now have access to all of those insurances under our purchasing power. So how the small business owner can really benefit from that is they're, one, able to compete with some of the larger companies that already have the economies of scale. But what's nice about it is that the insurance savings in all of these areas can often be enough to offset the administrative fee that a PEO charges, and an employer can actually save money while getting better benefits and infrastructure in return. So I have another acronym for you, E-O-E, everyone outsources everything these days, it seems like. We have so many people that, that we hear about that are, are getting fractional CFOs and, um, and outsourcing different areas. Uh, what is the big benefit? Uh, as you mentioned, it, obviously you, get, you crawl out from under having to uh, staff up to administer a lot of this stuff, but what else is the big benefit these days with the changing benefits climate and, and um, the, the climate for uh, control, uh, you know, the legislation, all those types of things with employees? Um, what are some of the big benefits that you hear from your clients that they're so happy they joined uh, up with your group? That's a great question. Um, the PEO model is actually quite complex. It touches on so many issues in the business climate. I mean, you talked about um, insurance costs, you know, like medical insurance. You know, obviously that's a hot topic on a day-to-day basis with changes in the Affordable Care Act. And, um, you know, how, how is a PEO going to you know, help companies with those changing, the ever-changing, uh, I guess, the, the laws and just being able to keep up with medical insurance? So actually when I got into the market um, 10 years ago, partnering with a PEO was often driven by trying to help reduce costs in those areas. So also with workers' compensation, particularly industries that had a high risk, high exposure, you know, um, basically unable to control their costs. So often they would look to a PEO to help stabilize those costs. Well, depending upon the PEO's appetite, there's a lot of PEOs that still play in that space. Um, But the market has actually really shifted quite a bit where now the carriers on the medical insurance particularly are a lot savvier. And some PEOs also have had to really tighten their underwriting standards. You know, if they're not managing their risk properly over time, that ends up catching up with them. So they're forced to have to, you know, swing the other direction to make sure that they can stay in business long term. So, you know, again, when I guess when the industry first emerged, um, and, and the industry is pretty mature now, again, a lot of it was insurance driven, and it still is to this day. Um, I still have a lot of companies coming to me to seek relief in those areas. But what's interesting and what's more exciting to me is seeing that more of my clients come to us for help with human resources and compliance, Um, especially in the state of California where, again, the business climate doesn't really favor a business. So most notably, um, what's affected our industry is the recent Supreme Court Dynamex decision that was issued at the end of April. And for a lot of our HR professionals, they're already very familiar um, uh, as to the uh, 
the, the significance of this decision, but in short, that decision has changed the test for how workers should be classified as either employees or independent contractors. Uh, the court is now presuming that all workers are employees instead of contractors and placing the burden of any entity under stricter standards. So more employers will have to hire these so-called contractors as employees, which, will, which is going to create more costs for them. So areas like the payroll taxes, insurances, and potentially more liability. So again, working with the right PEO can help reduce this exposure. Um, and I guess the other uh, issue that I also wanted to touch upon too is, you know, we've seen a lot of increased awareness of, over sexual harassment in the Me Too, Me Too movement, you know, over the past nine months or so. And while we definitely hear this all at a national level with CEOs being forced to resign over all of these allegations, I meet with business owners quite frequently that have also been hit with similar lawsuits. And these lawsuits are a lot more catastrophic for some of these smaller businesses. And in fact, I am speaking with a owner um, that dealt with this a couple years ago. This past week I had that same conversation and the settlement um, in that instance was you know, a six-figure settlement. So it was a very devastating situation to them, not only financially, but emotionally. So, you know, again, at any given time, I would venture to guess that uh, probably at least 20 to 30% of the business owners that I talk to just, you know, in my day-to-day -day business conversations, they've been involved with some type of wrongful termination or sexual harassment situation. And a PEO can mitigate this exposure because we actually provide an employment practices liability insurance policy as automatically part of our offering. As the employer of record, we have potential exposure in that instance because we are the administrative employer. So that's why we provide this additional value and additional guidance to our clients where they'll have a policy that will cover up to a million dollars worth of costs that pertain to settlement or litigation associated with sexual harassment, wrongful termination, or racial discrimination. So that's another big value on why companies realize, hey, I need to I need to have more protection and guidance. A PEO can certainly help me with those areas. The, you know, you just—that's—that's uh, that's great information. You just told me some things that I didn't know. Uh, you know, I knew about the buying power element and the administrative efficiency, but I didn't know about the protection. I didn't think about the protection side of things, and that's so important. One question I have is: is do PEOs specialize? Tend to specialize in certain industries, and and so, and if that's the case, um, should should businesses be uh, be particularly paying attention to uh, what PEO they go with based on their industry? Yeah, great question as well. Um, you're right. So PEOs come in all shapes and sizes and all different flavors, much like any industry. So you're right. There are some PEOs that are going to be geared for the risk mitigation and workers' compensation. So you know, in those instances, their targets are going to be looking for the companies that have that exposure. So they're going to be looking for manufacturers or companies that have had elevated experience modifiers, meaning it's their insurance score. You know, so those PEOs might be looking to help provide relief, you know, for rising workers' compensation costs. And that's actually where I started, you know, nine, ten years ago. I worked for a PEO that was targeting those blue-collar companies that had maybe that one shock loss claim that shot their their insurance costs up and we would be able to come in mm -hmm. and be able to show you know lower costs in those instances um, other PEOs might specialize more in specific verticals like maybe they're more geared for professional services or technology or they're more geared around um, you know eight, wanting to turn the compliance and having really robust benefits to attract top talent 
Um, for me personally, my clients have spanned all types of industries. I have manufacturers, professional services, restaurants, medical professionals, but really the, the, the common denominator with all of these owners is that they're seeking a solution to help reduce their liability and improve their profitability. So they're looking for the help with streamlining costs. They want to have more time and streamline the process. And in many cases, they are looking to improve their benefits to help with their employees, uh, employee attraction and retention, and just being able to create a better sense of culture. So within, within a PEO, is it possible that they might have different cells, if you will, of, uh, okay, we have a manufacturing um, group over here and we have a, a, a legal law firm group over here, or is typically one, uh, one PEO just one big cell? Well, some PEOs have more verticalized markets where they are going to tailor more of their services to cater to a particular industry. So that tends to be more of the exception. Um, I, I find that most PEOs, generally speaking, tend to kind of cater to a wide audience or a wide um, industry okay. level. And I think a lot of those challenges that are expressed across the board tend to be very similar. Um, although, yes, you're right, there are some, some industries that might have some more unique challenges that a PEO can tailor their services to, to address more in those areas. So if, if someone's looking for a PEO partner, would they do things like compare the metrics of, I guess in workers' comp we talk about mod rates, right? Or in mm -hmm. medical insurance you're talking about certain, um, uh, what, what's the claims history in that group. Uh, how does someone look, what, what should they look for in a PEO partner? Great question. Um, well, I often compare the PEO relationship much to a marriage. And so maybe this is certainly the same guidelines that apply for looking for a potential partner should apply when looking for a PEO. Um, so again, you know, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a long-term relationship or are you looking for kind of something short-term to kind of get you through whatever challenges that you're going through? Um, so as I mentioned, PEOs specialize in different areas. Like if you have a situation where you have a high high exposure on the workers' compensation and, you know, the, the immediate concern is trying to really reduce that cost of, you know, uh, partnering with a PEO that specializes in being able to take on that level of risk. Um, the other thing that I always talk about is transparency. You know, the cornerstone of any solid business relationship and a marriage, of course, is also transparency, and that should hold true with your vendors, financial advisors, consultants. And so you want a PEO to provide you with transparency in their cost model. Because the PEO is, one, we're collecting a lot of different costs at any given time. We're, we're collecting the administrative fees, the payroll taxes, the insurances, and often what a PEO, PEO will do is they will bundle all of these costs into a percentage that is often difficult to decipher. Business owners, their CPAs often express frustration not, not, at not being able to know what their true cost of labor is. But in a, it, with the right PEO, you can hopefully find somebody that's willing to give you that level of reporting, break out all of your costs so that you have full transparency in what your cost structure looks like. Um, you know, the second thing that I talk about that's also really important is um, ESAC accreditation. So, you know, similar to for the FDIC, there's the, you know, for banking, the Employer, Employer Services Assurance Corporation was specifically established as the uh, gold standard for PEOs to ensure their reliability and paying all those liabilities to the appropriate places. So making sure that the federal taxes are filed appropriately and timely. Making sure that the health insurance is also being paid to the carriers so that your workers have coverage in those areas. Um, just, you know, again, years ago there were a lot of PEOs that were collecting all of this and not 
filing those things appropriately, leaving the clients in a very vulnerable situation if the payroll taxes weren't filed or if their employees didn't have health insurance coverage. So, you know, go, undergoing the process to become ESEC accredited is very stringent. Only 5% of PEOs in the industry have earned this distinction. And what, one of the interesting statistics that I noted was that in the two decades since ESAC's inception, no, no participating PEO has ever defaulted. So I think that's something that's really important to look for. And finally, you know, just as a, a third tip in terms of what should a buyer look for is, you know, how flexible is the PEO? Is this an all-or-nothing arrangement, or do you get to pick and choose the services that best mm. benefit your, your company? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I chuckle because maybe this is where my marriage analogy breaks down a little bit because I'm sure if you asked what my husband would say, he'd love to pick and choose qualities about me, but, you know, in, my, in our situation, it's all-or-nothing. Um, but in all seriousness, when I got into the business, 10 years ago, I had to approach business owners and tell them it's all or nothing. And in the current situation I am, the type of conversation I'm having with owners where I can tell them they don't have to move everything over to, to the PEO, it really dispels their preconceived notions of what they thought a PEO was because a lot of the times their perception is that a PEO is too rigid or that they're going to lose control of their business because the PEO is tied into too many areas of their business. So, you know, again, under the arrangement where you have the ability to pick and choose the, um, the aspects that best benefit a business, we can really act as a true partner to, uh, to our clients. And it allows them to maintain the culture they've developed and as well as really maintain their current hiring practices. So um, just to kind of recap in this instance, though, the, a PEO will always require the payroll. Um, some PEOs from that point forward will allow you to pick and choose the other surrounding services, but the PEO will always require the payroll to be run by the PEO for the co-employment aspect. Makes sense. Okay, so there, there are, there's some flexibility there. Now, um, what's the number of employee range of your clients that typically come to you and, and, and join up with the PEO? It actually ranges quite a bit. I think a lot of, again, the, the, the typical preconceived notion is that a PEO is definitely geared for smaller businesses. I mean, we're working with companies, startup companies, with as little as a few employees. Um, but typically, uh, and, and on the other side of the spectrum, we have clients that have you know, several hundred or a thousand um, employees. And a lot of it mm -hmm. is, is really based upon circumstances. You know, um, a client tends to really like the PEO arrangement when they have employees in multiple states because there's now more complexity from an HR and compliance standpoint. Um, so so from, from, you know, kind of going back to your original question of what's the range, again, I've seen it in all different um, ranges from an employee standpoint, but I would say in a, uh, that the best bang for your buck or the best return on investment is typically seen when you have under 150 employees. That's when the numbers can be very favorable for a company, and hopefully the PEO can deliver some significant savings in those insurance areas to be able to provide the solution out of savings to them. Yeah, that's where I hear it really starts to get complicated in the insurance world at 50-plus employees, and that's, you know, that's, that sounds like a lot, but it's really not that many employees, and you probably don't, you're probably not staffed up to handle all the complexity that comes with that, and that's where uh, Oasis Outsourcing comes in. And I'm looking at your website, Jennifer, and it's really great. You have a lot of uh, frequently asked questions, infographics, 
you cover a lot of ground on there to help people understand. And, and actually, uh, I like in particular you have HR solutions by industry so people can relate to what their specific needs might be at the website. So that's at oasisadvantage.com. It's a great website. It's a great place to go and start to learn about Oasis Outsourcing. And Jennifer, uh, can people uh, go there and get to you directly or should they call you on a, on a uh, private number or how should they get in touch with you? So um, my cell phone number is probably the best way to reach me and I'll provide that right now. It's 951-520-6052. And I also have an email address, of course, at jlferguson at oasisadvantage.com. So that's how um, folks can get a hold of me. And, you know, we always provide a complimentary analysis to help companies understand what their labor costs are as well as understand what their potential HR exposure is. So we'll do an assessment to, you know, see if they're engaging in certain basic HR things and, and uh, provide them with a complimentary analysis. And should they decide to move forward with Oasis, um, one thing that we offer that's very different than any other PEO is we offer a 90-day guarantee. So in other words, come on board with an Oasis, give it a shot, and if for some reason at the 90 days it's not for you, we will refund you the administrative fees that we bill you during that period. And um, as part of this, I also uh, would love to be able to extend a 20% discount on our administrative fee structure as well as 50% off the setup fees if you mentioned um, this interview. Wow, that's terrific. So I, I don't see uh, the downside here. If you're curious about whether your company should uh, be exploring being with a PEO, I don't see the downside here. Go to oasisadvantage.com and check it out. Mention Exacoach Radio and get a 20% discount uh, on, is it setup fees? Is that what you said? The administrative fees and 50% off the setup. So the, the discount oh, will be right. twofold. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's terrific. So, And a 90-day guarantee, and Jennifer's awfully nice to work with. And by the way, she is well-networked in Southern California here. She's part of a group, as I am, of, that's called Provisors. That is thousands of advisors that, that take pains to get to know each other, uh, put the effort in so that they can be a good resource to you. So if you have other areas or other needs, uh, Jennifer can be a great help to you as well. So, Jennifer, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I, I learned a lot. I took a bunch of notes, and I hope our listeners did too, and I hope they'll get in touch with you at oasisadvantage.com. Jennifer Ferguson, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Bill. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is, how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 